Hello listeners you are listening to the Winning Edge Talks podcast This is your host Vishwanath The guest for my episode today is going to be Mr K Srinath Mr Srinath is a creator and qualified DCCI umpire Mr Srinath first represented Karnataka in the Ranji Trophy and then later switched to Tamil Nadu where he served with distinction for a number of years he has represented the south zone in the Dulip Trophy and the Deodar Trophy he is a level 2 qualified coach from NCA and he has been the coach of many junior teams for the TNCA He was the head coach of VB Cricket Academy for almost a decade. He was the senator of junior and senior cricket teams at the TNCA. Mr. Srinath first qualified as an umpire on the BCCI panel in 2008. He has stood in 80 first class games that includes the Ranji Trophy, the Vijay Hazare Trophy. He has also stood in the IPL and the Champions League. He has been a reserve umpire for Test and ODIs and T20 international matches. He has also umpired the Under-19 One Day International Series. Let's welcome Mr. K. Srinath to the show. Uh, welcome to the Winning Edge Radio Talk, Mr. Srinath. Thanks uh, thanks very much uh, Vishwanath thank you thank you so congratulations on all your achievements first as a cricketer and later as an umpire yeah yeah thanks thanks very much uh, it's it's been very kind of you uh, for having put up uh, so many things in uh, the achievements column thank you very much what role has been more challenging for you the cricketer or the umpire well i think uh, each role has got its own challenge as as a cricketer uh, in the days when we played uh, we had uh, challenges uh, of uh, different types but of course uh, when you did hit uh, a particular uh, patch as a cricketer the sort of adulation you got and the uh, fan following you had the sort of uh, people who were uh, there to back you up was immense and uh, as a player you're always in the limelight whether uh, for the good or for the bad when you are there uh, in public life you stick your neck out uh, always when uh, good enough you take up all the uh, accolades that come your way but at the same time you should be uh, ready enough to take the criticism as such well uh, that's been the life as a cricketer uh, of a cricketer uh, which i did uh, enjoy to the hilt uh, though always uh, every cricketer would always uh, dream of playing for the country and uh, those were the days uh, where uh, we didn't have uh, that much of white ball cricket t20 and the rasmat uh, uh, as of ipl which is uh, come into existence since 2008 but yeah but nevertheless it it, it was a happy journey as a cricketer where uh, i could uh, play against uh, some of the uh, greats of uh, indian cricket uh, along with them also well uh, coming to the role of an umpire i think to start with when i did uh, qualify as an umpire on the bcci panel in 2008 I think for the first couple of years I was just wondering uh, whether I am in the right place because uh, by the time I had uh, donned quite a few hats I was into coaching uh, I was a selector and uh, I was working parallelly uh, for the media to do bits on uh, uh, cricket expert comments but uh, after a couple of years I realized that uh, and I saw myself in a mirror I did a live game a Ranji Trophy game where I could see myself and uh, people uh, gave me a feedback saying that uh, you are good enough to be there and uh, you can just analyze as to what you are uh, up to as an umpire with the uh, cricketing background uh, i thought it gave me an edge uh, to assess situations better on a cricket field and uh, maybe uh, i won't say always uh, not cricketer uh, turned umpires are uh, inferior to cricketer turned umpires but maybe just give me that little bit of edge to perform better well uh, as an umpire you don't you are followed only for the wrong reasons people are just waiting for you to commit a mistake and uh, the media the press is uh, all ready to go under the hammer saying that the umpire was at the receiving and one mistake of his cost the uh, match for a particular team so the challenge lies in both roles as of now uh, as an umpire i am releasing the uh, challenges uh, that are coming across 
it's been a great journey so far and uh, uh, some more years of umpiring left in me. I think I would uh, look at more new challenges coming up uh, day in and day out. Very interesting. Can you tell us about your journey from a street cricketer in Bangalore to going on to play Ranji Trophy, Dulit Trophy and then the other trophy for two states? Well, uh, I think uh, it all started off uh, way back. I think I must have been two or three years old. I think the only pastime those days uh, where we were all a nuclear family with all my uncles living together with my father. And I was the first uh, grandchild in the house. So I was uh, peppered uh, not with a lot of toys. Affordable toy was a plastic bat and a plastic ball. So from a very young age of maybe two, three, if I can remember, uh, I just knew how to you know hit a cricket ball, rather a plastic cricket ball. And uh, those days, uh, it was never a formal uh, setup wherein uh, kids went through uh, coaching in academies, which are in existence uh, in the last couple of decades. So in the street, we had uh, games that were really seasonal. In fact, cricket was a game that was played 365 days in a year, whether it was uh, rain, shine or uh, cold, whatever. We used to have our uh, set of boys and uh, I would cherish uh, those olden days when I stayed in uh, Jayanagar 6th block, Edior where my neighbor was uh, one of the icons of world cricket, Anil Kumble. So we all uh, honed our skills uh, playing street cricket. And uh, we were good enough uh, those days uh, to play rubber ball and tennis ball cricket on the streets. And I still remember on Sundays, it used to be a festive mood out on the street. We used to have all the parents, the grandparents of uh, uh, me and my friends used to play on the street. They used to keep encouraging us to go ahead and play cricket those days on the streets. And um, it, it was like uh, a real cricket match for us uh, in front of maybe uh, a few hundred fans, uh, you could say, on the streets. And uh, as it would turn out, maybe a few of us uh, went on from there to represent our respective schools. And then we got lucky uh, breaks and uh, all of us, uh, most of us in our street uh, from uh, January 6th block, 24th cross ADU. We all uh, started practicing at uh, a club called Young Cricketers. So that is where uh, we all started uh, our cricket, formal cricket, I would say, with our uh, fifth division debut. So those days, I think uh, everybody who grew up as a cricketer uh, who went on to uh, represent their respective states or the country were all prodigies who all came up from street cricket. Okay. You first represented Karnataka and later switched over to Tamil Nadu, the state you served with distinction as a player, coach and as a selector. Why did this switch happen? Well, it was a strange thing. If I could recall, uh, in our younger playing days, we used to travel very often to uh, then Madras and now Chennai uh, to play a lot of uh, interstate tournaments at the junior level. And later on, uh, the Buchi Babu was one of those standout tournaments wherein uh, people knocking on the doors of state cricket would get an opportunity to uh, rub shoulders against the top guns in Indian cricket. So whenever we used to just uh, get into the train and travel to Chennai, and as soon as we used to approach a particular station called Basin Bridge, we used to get this uh, sticking smell of uh, the river Kuvam. And that used to literally wake everybody up as early as 4.30 in the morning saying that, yes, we are near Madras somewhere. And uh, uh, those days, honestly speaking, uh, uh, in Bangalore, we never needed even a, a ceiling fan or a table fan for that matter. Forget the uh, uh, air cons that are uh, there today for our comforts. And uh, it was like chalk and cheese. It was like we were uh, traveling in uh, from uh, Switzerland to a uh, you know, tropical place. And uh, the weather was awful those days. <laughs> we couldn't stand the sort of uh, sweat because it used to be so humid. As... Uh, it would be, uh, maybe I could uh, call it destiny. After having uh, played all my formal cricket right from under 15, 17, 19, going on to captain the Karnataka junior team, then to be a part of a wonderful uh, Ranji Trophy setup. But then I was uh, lucky enough to play with the uh, likes of uh, Jabagal Srinath, Anil Kumble, Saeed Kilmani. Uh, so to name a few, but uh, end of the day, it was a choice wherein I was then working with the Canada Bank as a clerk. And uh, those days we all came from uh, uh, middle class families wherein we had to support our own ends. So it was difficult to meet ends playing cricket, buying expensive equipment. Uh, we didn't have sponsors those days who came in and provided us uh, these expensive equipments. So I was uh, playing a south-based uh, interbank uh, final in Coimbatore against Indian Bank, which is a, a Chennai-based uh, uh, bank. 
and the Canada Bank uh, lost very narrowly to them. And uh, accidentally, after the game, uh, the sports secretary of uh, Indian Bank, then Mr. D V Sundar, he walked up to me and asked me that uh, would you be interested in taking up a job in uh, Indian Bank in uh, those days, Madras, if you are offered an officer's post. So coming from such a background, uh, those days the insurance companies, the government jobs, the bank jobs were all white collar jobs. So the place which uh, we all uh, desisted saying that do we have to go and play in Madras in that heat, in that sweltering humidity. End of the day, I had to switch loyalties and uh, move over for a better opportunity as a banker. Uh, now I sit back and think, uh, how did I spend those 19 long years when I made a move in 1994 to Chennai and stuck on game play till 2013. I represented Tamil Nadu in the Ranji Trophy team, uh, served the association in various capacities as a selector from junior to uh, the Ranji Trophy level and as well as uh, assignments with coaching. So that, that was a journey that uh, I just cannot forget. Oh, very interesting. Uh, what are those qualities as an umpire one needs to have? Uh, when, we, when we are watching a match on the television, we understand that the only duty of an umpire as he is to give decisions. What other duties he has to perform beyond this? What is his major role? Well, uh, typically if I have to sum it up in one word, I would say that uh, an umpire is equal to that of a judge in a court. He is there to give a verdict, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. used to go unchallenged once upon a time. So now, post the advent of technology, we've got the uh, DRS, the decision review system that has come in wherein uh, depending on the format of the game you are playing, whether it is T20, 50 overs or test match cricket, each team has got uh, the requisite number of uh, challenges that they can make against an umpire's decision. So, again here, the verdict given by a judge can be questioned by a player. So yes, uh, coming to what are the qualities? Yes, a layman, uh, typically in uh, umpiring uh, terminologies, we say he's an armchair umpire. As you said, Vishwanath is sitting at home watching television. There is a, a referral for a stumping or a, a run out. And immediately the people at home say, hey, why the hell is the TV umpire taking so much of time to make this decision? Yes, yes, because I Because that's why he's called an armchair umpire and he's sitting and adjudicating in front of the television set in the comfort of his living room at his house. Whereas, if the umpire is sitting in the box, he can listen to the noise outside the box in the stadium. He knows the click of the wrong button, one wrong decision the third umpire makes can really change the course of the game. So it's uh, basically just not about getting the right decisions most of the times. Yes, of course, you talk to any of the former grades, the current players who are uh, uh, still playing the game. If you ask them, I have uh, spoken to many people, they say the main job of an umpire is to get 10 out of 10 decisions he makes right. But the way the modern day game has panned out, of course, when you become an umpire, you have to be strong on the uh, loss of the game and playing conditions. So that is something you really have to be uh, adept with. At the same time, it's about soaking in the pressure, soaking into the atmosphere, because the game has gone to such levels, certainly the umpire is under the scanner of every ball that is being bowled in a match. In an international game, the game is covered with 36 cameras. So what 35 cameras can miss, one camera is certainly going to pick that up. So certainly when you uh, raise the bar and get to that level of umpiring where you are under that sort of scrutiny, it's certainly not about just getting your outs and not outs right. It's about your patience, it's about your uh, attitude, it's about how you prepare yourself. It's about how you soak into the atmosphere, how you stick your neck out to ensure you take both criticism as well as accolades coming your way. But rest assured, I can tell you one thing, there is no single cricketer who will just walk across and tell you who had a good game. It's just a formality at the end of the game, you shake hands, but 9 out of 10 times when you say the batsman is out, the batsman is not happy. Whiz a whiz when you tell a bowler that he's not out because of uh, height or the ball would have missed the stumps, he certainly would not be happy. So it's an interesting uh, job wherein you will have to put a lot of facts in there. But typically you're a neutral person. You ensure that you facilitate a smooth conduct of a game, not being noticed uh, that much. And don't ever try to get into policing 
because you would certainly rub the players on the wrong side very very nice said there is i i come to know now that there is so much to do with umpiring than just giving decisions uh, you are obviously the a man who conducts the whole show and you have to have to ensure that everything is in place and the match goes on smoothly uh, till it's uh, really over yeah very much because uh, in modern day cricket uh, where there are televised matches you have the assistance of a tv umpire today the role of the television umpire is grown multifold and his job has become the most toughest one and you always have a reserve umpire who is called as a fourth umpire to assist the uh, on field umpires with uh, a small arranged on field plus you have uh, the boss of the uh, team who is called the match referee who is there to control the game overall but end of the day whatever decision that is taken on the field of play by the on field umpires or the decision taken by the tv umpire in the box is detrimental to the outcome of the game is of course uh, different challenges different venues different types of uh, tournaments the formats differ so there lies the challenge it cannot get monotonous if it's going to be the same type of game that's going to be played day in and day out thank you i uh, heard from people uh, associated with the game and uh, from many players that uh, you mr shrinath are known to be a bold confident and courageous umpire who is always in control of the proceedings how much has this quality helped you in conducting the game Well, obviously, in modern-day cricket, uh, whether it's uh, cricket at the school level or uh, games being played at the academy level, or we graduate uh, coming up to uh, state cricket, uh, uh, Ranji Trophy, or uh, the IPL games or international matches, as I just put it across a couple of minutes ago, it's just not about getting your decision right always. Uh, you need to get your communication spot on. Uh, if, for example. I, I can uh, quote a few instances. How do you deal with uh, you know high-profile players like an MS Dhoni or a Virat Kohli? Because they are people who run the show. If there are forty thousand people who come to throng the stadium at uh, Bangalore to watch an international game or an IPL game, they come to watch only the players perform. I As I said, we are just smooth conductors there, ensure the game runs in a smooth way. And when you spoke about uh, 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 bravado or uh, courageousness i think as an umpire uh, uh, many a times uh, being brave doesn't solve the purpose because uh, you need to look at the profile of the game the profile of the players who are there the situation uh, of the game that is going on how you could diffuse a potential threat because when i spoke about preparation when we walk into a particular game we very well do a homework saying who could be the potential players who could give trouble it could be x it could be y it could be z so we would always keep an extra eye on that particular player and ensure we keep him in check because up front if you are going to handle the player who is a potential trouble maker i think the game would run smoothly without any issues well uh, the very very uh, large word that is used in the umpiring uh, parlance today is uh, man management and player handling so these are two things that uh, comes to you some people uh, have it uh, hands on with them from a very very young age uh, they might have those uh, you know leadership skills when they are studying in school or college they would have handled a bunch of cricketers or a bunch of children for me i was lucky enough that i had captained a lot of cricket teams at a very young age uh, up to junior cricket in karnataka maybe that helped me a little bit to understand uh, the mindset and uh, psyche of players and how to take them along with me in a team game so maybe uh, at times i do apply uh, that sort of logic when i am conducting a game but need to be very careful as to when we need to talk to a particular player about what topic at what time we just cannot cross the line the lakshman rekha and suddenly jump the gun and say no this is not on which could certainly backfire on you yes in modern day cricket as i said not only decisions handling players managing the game is of utmost importance thank you you are studying big tournaments like the ipl where big crowds gather you are human after all and you are often distracted by the din of the crowd you can miss a minute things like a noise of an edge a no ball or a uh when they taking a run they can be short by a few centimeters all this can you can miss uh, uh during all that uh, hula balloo 
of a, a IPL game. Uh, how do you manage all this? If uh, any umpire in the world, right from uh, the well-known keyboard to the recently retired Simon Toffel or the current uh, uh, number one umpire in uh, the international scenario which you're dealing with, if any of them could provide a solution for this, I think uh, they would really uh, be the best seller. Yes. And uh, <laughs> neither me nor anybody who's umpired in such a scenario would uh, lie or speak through the hat saying, I have not missed any of these things which you have mentioned as of now. It is very, very easy if you just miss your focus by a nanosecond. You've just missed an inch edge. You've just missed a ball that has brushed the pad which has been called a wide. Or uh, in the jiffy, you're looking at something, as you said, the batsman not touching down on the crease. You miss a run shot. Yes, it's, it's part and parcel of the game. And uh, as you said, yes, of course, as players are human, the umpires also are human. And uh, many a times, it also depends on the sort of uh, profile an umpire has built. Wherein, uh, error, I would say, mistake is far too big a word to use. An error, error an umpire makes in such a, a situation in uh, front of a large crowd wherein there is so much of noise. Certainly, the players also understand the uh, veracity of the situation and accept the fact saying, yes, uh, umpire X or Y is good. It's one of those days uh, for him wherein he's missed something. I think uh, that's the way most of them look at. So once you know you made an error and uh, it's visible very much uh, on the uh, two or three giant screens that are available uh, in this area or you've got a television umpire who's just uh, knocked you on your earphone and said, it's okay mate, you just had a small error. Don't worry, keep going. So that's when it's like the monkey is off the back. And uh, as you being... Uh, a sports psychologist, you know how difficult it is to put uh, the defeats off your back and think positive about what is going to happen in the future. So, as we say, as a player, take it uh, one at a time or one ball at a time. Even as an umpire, he does the same thing. He switches on, switches off, he takes it one ball at a time. We have to accept the error or if it's a brilliant decision, accept that and keep moving forward. And hopefully, on that particular day or night, you just hope that you don't get something very similar to that and you are not in the same hot seat as what you were a couple of balls before. Oh, best of luck to you. I really don't want to be in your place. <laughs> Nobody would want to, not most of them. Yes, yes, most of them, yes. Uh, cricket is known to be a gentleman's game. Uh, of late, it has become very competitive and no side wants to give it up easily. Players appeal excessively, intimidate and protest against the decisions given and nobody walks these days. I remember uh, Sunil Gavaskar saying once, uh, there is no walker these days. The only walker I know is Max Walker, the Australian. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes emotions run high in the tight situations and you are in the middle of things who are expected to manage everything and give a perfect decision that is acceptable to both the sides. Well, uh, Vishwa, on this count, I would say, as professionals, there is a lot, very, uh, is a lot at stake. Uh, as, as a cricketer, if he's going to miss an opportunity today, he wouldn't be a part of a large bandwagon like an IPL or some other Premier League, or he would miss the a big ticket, uh, you know, World Cup berth. So, obviously, as a player, uh, I would expect the right decision to be made by the umpire every time he comes out there. But... When the public comes in to watch a cricket match, they always expect a Virat Kohli or a Chris Gale or a Dhoni or any marquee player to come and fire every time they come out, which is humanly not possible. So, it's a cutting edge on both sides. Now, you said uh, Sunil Gavaskar was talking about Max Walker. I am a firm believer uh, in the last uh, few years uh, in my umpiring career I've seen, why should a batsman walk is my question. Because... Many a times, when the rub of the green is not going the player's way, he is given a raw deal. There's an inside edge with the umpire doesn't pick up, he gives him out LBW. The player might lose his uh, spot on the side for the next couple of games. Whose uh, fault was that? It was not the player's fault, it was the umpire's fault. Now tomorrow, the player nicks a ball, there's a small edge. Now, why would I as an umpire expect the player to walk? He would say, well, uh, you've been paid handsomely to make the decision. Kindly make yours. Why would I help you in any which way by walking saying I would make your job easier? Doesn't work that way. Especially in the modern day world, when the stakes are so high in the game of cricket, winning is at all costs. 
provided it is played very much within the framework of the loss of the game and within the playing condition now the added advantage for the players is when there is technology that has come in when drs can help you they will always stay put the bowler will question he says i will go with the t signal saying i want to challenge this decision of yours so players walking not walking well as a former player i have been at the receiving end of many wrong decisions of course i have had the rub of the green go my way also not even i have hit the ball and uh, the umpire said not out so it's it's like uh, you want the cake and you want to eat it also doesn't work that way so with uh, so many things coming in uh, picture you would certainly find no takers when they hit the ball they would want to walk off the park you cannot expect that in the coming days in modern day cricket uh, as the man in show in the in the middle uh, you can't uh, escape from responsibility uh, appeal has been made you can say just i will i just give my decision if it is uh, wrong let them contest let them go appeal for an drs and the third umpire will take care of it uh, you can simply quickly jump the gun and give a quick decision well uh, it's easier said than done uh, in this case because at grassroots level or at domestic uh, uh, level you don't have the technology of television wherein most of the games are recorded under camera wherein you get good enough footage to see what has happened there but most of the time it's the conviction of the umpire on that particular ball if he feels he's seen whatever facts that have been presented in front of him he takes all those things into account if it's an lpw decision he sees whether the ball is pitched in line whether the impact is in line whether the height is not an issue whether in his opinion the ball would have hit the stumps the ball has not hit any part of his bat or glove taking all these things into account he puts up his finger he says out or not out now uh, what sort of challenges are available to a team in different formats in t20 it's only one unsuccessful review so they go up against a marquee player and it is stuck down so the rest of the 19 overs or 18 overs whatever is remaining they need to play without a challenge so when the judgment is made an umpire is dead sure he takes everything that is there in front of him there is no guesswork 50 60 years back cricket the umpire said any benefit any doubt in the mind of the umpire it goes to the batsman even today on a large scale it remains the same if the umpire is in doubt he certainly will give it in the batsman's favor batsman's favor rather than when technology is available yes you can go under the ambit there is always a possibility for you to go up to the third umpire uh, to review particular decisions that have uh, taken place on that particular day very very interesting i remember that match in 2014 uh, the ipl match between rcb and mumbai indians when an altercation between kairon pollard and mitchell stark took place uh, stark bowls uh, beamer what we used to call those days over the head of the batsman and the next ball he is not ready uh, then uh, uh, then this incident happened when pollard uh, threw his bat in the direction of the bowler uh, this incident left a bad taste in the mouth for the viewers and uh, there was an argument in the middle and you were one of the umpires officiating the game uh, you did both of you did very well to control the situation uh, do you remember this incident even if i try to forget this uh, people don't allow me to do so oh let's why are you now let me it's just not about uh, vishwari killing those uh, i would say savory or unsavory moments even there is a 8 or 9 year old kid who's my neighbor he just comes across he says you're a cricket umpire and he goes through uh, googles on youtube he gets to see this incident the most famous uh, 10 unsavory incidents that have taken place in a cricket match and you can see this incident uh, hit the headline okay well uh, i think that was a year when we had an interim uh, chairman uh, in ipl uh, mr sunil gavaska and uh, the commentators uh, the purists of the game uh, the writers everybody felt that uh, both of them were let off with uh, very uh, lenient uh, penalties or whatever well uh, the game today is uh, guided by a code of conduct wherein uh, different types of uh, uh, behaviors on the field attract different penalties so this was a case wherein there was no physical contact so banning a particular player could never have come into the equation at all and uh, one of the most uh, toughest grounds uh, to umpire uh, in ipl is uh, mumbai one kade though it doesn't hold uh, uh, anything more than 35000 it is like uh, you are in a, a place which is got about 3 and 1/2 lakh people screaming at the top of their voices 
you just cannot listen to what your dv empire or your partner is talking on the uh, two way radio communication device oh my goodness and mind you two of the uh, marquee teams playing always the rcb mumbai indians the mumbai indians csk or rcb csk these are all very keenly contested and very high profile high pressure games and uh, mind you two people out in the middle always who would like to have a a chat uh, have a banter on the field pollard and stark so lot was written lot was said but end of the day even i think it's uh, six years now uh, since the incident took place every time somebody rekindles uh, my memory regarding this uh, situation i always feel that i get an extra line saying i could have done or we rather me and esravi could have done something different on that particular night but end of the day uh, we have a lot of good doctors who, who uh, do good postmortems uh, what had to be diagnosed and uh, set right at that particular point on that night i thought to the best of our abilities we did uh, try and manage that but on the flip side of it yes it was not a great advertisement uh, for the game of cricket as such because uh, ipl is such a massive event uh, which goes globally and uh, millions of viewers across the world and uh, it took a lot of time uh, for people to uh, understand and digest the fact that uh, why did this happen was it handled in the right way and uh, were the right sort of penalties uh, meted out to those two players oh uh, do you remember any uh, such incident uh, when your umpiring skills and power of authority was tested well uh, authority is a word uh, which i would uh, never like to bring in uh, uh, to the uh, profession of umpiring because as i said uh, we are not in the role of a policing job as i said uh, we are there to facilitate a smooth conduct of the game we just want to be like a judge not to be seen uh, well in my uh, 12 to 13 years of umpiring at the domestic level uh, and a uh, few years of ipl uh, there have been instances where uh, there have been a little bit of uh, chat around the field people trying to have a go at each other but not crossing the line but uh, one incident again uh, that was a uh, uh, pretty uh, uh, very uh, well publicized was an incident that involved uh, manoj tiwari and uh, gautam gambhir in a domestic game in uh, delhi where due to some reason uh, <coughs> gambhir uh, had a go at uh, manoj tiwari and the game was held up almost for close to about 3 and a half 4 minutes when almost uh, both the players uh, uh, came so close that they were almost uh, on the verge of physical uh, contact and uh, end of the day we had our uh, own uh, rules uh, that govern the game we had to court both the players and uh, both of them end of the day were uh, good enough having cleared at the uh, highest level they understood their responsibilities as both of them were the captains of their respective state sides they were apologetic and they said that uh, we should not have behaved the way we did which did send a very uh, wrong signal to the youngsters uh, watching and playing the game along with us <laughs> so there are times when you do come across uh, small things but overall uh, as i said earlier in one of the uh, questions you asked the match referee who is the captain of the ship we call it a pct the uh, the umpires and the referee together they are called as a pct it's called the player control team we control the players and the play that happens on the field of play so this man the referee is the captain of the pct so that went of them with so many guidelines that are being laid up to ensure the smooth conduct of the game so most of the players behavior of certainly gone up a uh, lot of notches up we don't have the sort of trouble makers we had maybe a decade and a half ago and uh, overall the game is being played uh, in a uh, true spirit and uh, players also are uh, much more uh, well behaved than they used to be uh, many many years ago has uh, technology made uh, your job easy for you and i remember uh, in the recently concluded uh, ranji trophy uh, knockout the, the quarter the semi finals and the finals where uh, the sneaker was not in place and uh, the, the either the batsman or the fielding side were unhappy because they didn't get that caught behind and uh, the batsman was not happy that he got an unfair decision against him that kind of thing uh, when looking into all this we all we wondered why the sequel was not there in the first place and uh, he should have made the job of an umpire easier now coming to the, my my question has that has technology made the job easy for you for me uh, thinking uh, personally as an umpire i would say yes because uh, it allows you to look at yourself on a day to day basis and see where you stand as an umpire have you improved over a period of time 
it's like the uh, analysis that has been brought in to the players profile over uh, the last decade and a half a bowler or a batsman at the end of each session or each day gets to watch what he has done very similarly if i've had one error in a day or two or three errors over a period of five days what are the areas in which i am making errors repeatedly so i am getting analyzed i am getting scrutinized and in modern day the cricket it's not only the uh, shelf life of a player that has come down because of three formats they play on a regular basis <laughs> even the shelf life of an umpire is not going to be so long wherein he can officiate at the top post level for about 15 20 years it's it's getting tougher by the day because you are scrutinized very very widely and it's minuscule as i said 36 cameras everybody could miss something there could be one camera <coughs> that could catch you on a way so yes the mental strain and the stressor is too high i mean as i say when the stakes are high i think you need to bow under the stakes if for example if a top notch player is paid 17 and 1/2 18 crores to play in an ipl franchise I think he has to take the uh, burden of the pressure on his shoulders and say, "Yes, if I am paid this much, my duty is to perform. I have to deliver on the field of play." Whereas in a high-profile tournament, if an umpire is bound to do such a job, it's a high-profile tournament wherein you are followed. A couple of good tournaments, people uh, start talking. Okay, X or Y is a good umpire. He's had a good tournament. He, uh, his communication skills are good. His man management skills are good. He's a good decision maker. People start noticing all these things. Well, I said uh, it's it's like a double-edged sword. Technology, how do you uh, embrace that and uh, try to uh, become better? But uh, with technology, as an umpire, you, your acceptance level has to be very, very high. Only then you can move forward from whatever you have committed as an error behind, leave it behind you, and move forward. Otherwise, if you are going to challenge technology and always uh, uh, realize saying that no, this is not the type of technology that has to exist. This has to change. This is not the right one. So when you always try to find fault with what is existing, you will always be a couple of yards behind than the person who is in the top. So accept technology for your betterment. Move forward. That is my mantra. With all the technology in place now, the most difficult decision you need to give is the LBW decision because there is so much of science involved in an LBW decision. In spite of the blue strip that comes in front of the batsman, you need to look into a lot of parameters before judging a batsman out. According to me, that's going to be the most uh, difficult decision you need to. Well, uh, it could vary on a day-to-day basis, on uh, on a match-to-match basis, Vishwa, uh, because uh, the uh, faintest of it's down the leg. The ball just kissing the glove. you are talking about crowd the noise you could miss that that could be potentially the most difficult decision so yes lbw is always a contentious decision with modern day technology we've got hawkeye we've got a lot of uh, things that have come in yes. but end of the day it's still be proven saying that technology is not 100% foolproof so if you say lbw could be the most contentious decision for an umpire to make but every decision the umpire makes on a field of play is tough it could be the biggest of edges you give you your lapse in concentration you don't pick something you can always say not out and you are under the radar so uh, a close no ball call or a big no ball you miss so there is nothing easy that comes your way so the challenge is if it's a 20 20 40 hours of uh, focus and concentration if it's a 50 over game 100 hours If it's a four-day game or a five-day game, <coughs> depending on the format, 360, 450 hours, you are there out to do a job. I would not say it's a thankless job or it's a tough job because you enjoy that. You are driving your passion. You are out there to umpire. No batsman, including you and and me, who was our first player ticket to the division level, would uh, accept an LBW decision unless it was a plum LBW. Uh, every time my batsman is given elbow duty, he get, get, comes back to the pavilion, shaking his head in disapproval, and um, uh, no batsman is happy with that elbow duty decision when thing goes against him. See, that's that's been uh, the way uh, for ages. Even even after technology is coming today, as you said, there is nothing called that as plum. So the batsman could have his own reasons. He could say, "I believe you know there was a feather." 
the umpire couldn't pick it <coughs> or the technology couldn't pick that or certainly the ball was swinging so much it would have missed the stumps yes it's the same thing with the bowler you negate a decision you tell him it would have missed it would have been high whatever you would never agree he would never agree. been the same the blame game has always been played the bowler is never happy when a not out uh, decision goes uh, against him this is a batsman you give him out he's not happy that's something you have to put up and move on okay okay now uh, on the field if a fielder misses a dolly catch uh, he is left to rowing to himself feeling very sorry that he left let his team down and for a long time the camera is away is focusing on him the commentators are uh, saying that uh, how the basics were not followed how he didn't get underneath the ball uh, how he didn't take the catch close to his chest so many comments are made and then again the ca- camera is pointed at the at the uh, fielder who missed the catch and so many occasions when it comes to umpiring an umpire's decision may be reversed by the third umpire and does he regret or feel sorry that uh, he didn't give the right, the right decision it was reversed by the third umpire well in any walk of life let's just uh, you know not uh, confine it to umpiring or a player whatever even at a workplace if somebody makes a mistake or an error do you think he would be happy no we, we all uh, are in that mode wherein we try to become perfectionists we we are not the generation always i used to believe one line of raul dravid who said uh, sorry to have the bot that in used to say pursuing excellence is what could get you somewhere near to perfection that that is something i always uh, you know uh, believe and it keeps ringing in my ear that's, that's a fascinating statement he made <clears throat> and that is out of the experience of 26 30000 tests i mean international runs he made uh, being a cricketer at uh, that top flight level for such a long time well uh, see uh, uh, the broadcast uh, cameraman are so smart that they are told by the uh, uh, you know director to focus on particular players always there is a marquee player always where one camera chases him <clears throat> at the same time as you said the fielder dropping a catch or a misfield is being chased it's a similar thing with an umpire so there was uh, this uh, former international umpire asad rao who used to say <clears throat> you need to have an ability when you make the wrong decision or right decision you should have that sixth sense in you saying the camera is on you and your face should be like a poker face you are not displaying any emotions that requires something fascinating that only comes through experience with a lot of work you put in on the field and obviously when, when i get a chance to say i'm sorry i've given the wrong decision i'm reversing that i mean butterflies go through my stomach immediately when the batsman or the bowler reviews the decision forget uh, you know looking at my face when i have to reverse the decision i think that is something that goes with every umpire at any level when he has got to reverse his decision as i say it's a set skill you need to learn maybe uh, something when you get to meet actors you can uh, uh, pick up some points from them you know when they are in crowds the camera always follows them they know how to put up a smile on their face so that is something that uh, really has to come your way you have to work really hard for that about the big dreams for the future one of them obviously would be to stand in the internationals for senior cricket yeah i think uh, anybody uh, who starts holding a cricket bat uh, plays cricket at a particular level would obviously want to represent this country or today a uh, franchise league uh, in their own uh, uh, part of the world uh, similarly once you become a cricket umpire and that too you get in uh, to the bcca fold obviously your dreams would be that you want to be one of the uh, top umpires in the country end of the day uh, the uh, international cricket council has got very limited uh, number of umpires on their panel they only got 12 and uh, to cut into that 12 is a massive thing for which uh, it's just not about the uh, hard work you put in and the good games you have uh, it's it's also just about the timing you need to have the luck going your way because when the vacancy is uh, open there you need to be uh, doing a good job for you to step in uh, uh, the uh, elite panel there yes obviously uh, my dreams are uh, to stand in a test match or an international game uh, one fine day but uh, so far i've been happy with the sort of journey i've uh, treaded the sort of uh, memories i've been carrying in the last 1 to 13 years for which uh, i just cannot uh, express uh, the sort of gratitude uh, i can towards bcci so ultimately the goal is yes to stand there but nevertheless so far touch wood the journey has been fascinating talking about hard work it's really tough life for an umpire in any cricket match 
it's only the umpires who stand for the entire match you're obviously under a lot of stress and fatigue how do you cope up with all this how do you manage all this do you use any coping skills well uh, the demands of modern day umpiring is uh, become really multifold and uh, maybe i would not undermine the capabilities and the qualities of umpires uh, <coughs> who stood in the days when we played maybe uh, the scrutiny the sort of exposure was not there uh, to them as to what has been in existence in the last uh, decade and a half now so obviously you see the modern set of umpires are trim physically they are fit they all have their own uh, uh, routines to follow like you said uh, if it's a multi day game of four or five days an umpire has to stand on all four four and a half days or five days <coughs> yes he's the only person or there are only two people who are standing out there well, maybe if i take my case i did play cricket uh, for close to about two decades uh, stretching across school to club uh, to state cricket whatever and uh, the physical effort i put in those days maybe uh, helped me uh, stand in good stead uh, for a couple of years now having uh, touched a half century in life i think uh, most of those uh, extra baggage have all vanished now and uh, yes i do have my own uh, regimen wherein uh, that much of uh, physical exercising walking and a little bit of visualization that can mentally train you for uh, uh, games coming up uh, these are things that each individual will have his own uh, sort of uh, techniques to work on and uh, as you said uh, tiring selfless thankless no i think uh, it's it's my passion it's by uh, you know uh, what do i say my own willingness i've got into this the job of wicket keeper is very difficult the job of a fast bowler is difficult a spinner is difficult a batsman is difficult so as a cricketer you ask anybody it's a tough sport to play so as an umpire i cannot say yes it is a tough job but it's not thankless why is somebody standing out in the middle because of his passion there is something in him which says that i can be a good umpire i am enjoying what i am doing that is what makes him to go and stand out in the middle day in and day out very well said okay we well, maybe you are coming to the end of the show uh, what advice you have to give to aspiring cricketers and uh, upcoming umpires well uh, as far as cricketers go i think i have lost touch with coaching in the last about a decade or so uh, i would i would only uh, you know my sincere advice is it's about uh, the uh, hard work and uh, dedication that's going to take you to the next level if uh, the parents are trying to uh, live their dreams in the uh, eyes of their children and say i want to see my son or daughter become a top flight cricketer because i couldn't become one <clears throat> that certainly is not going to work at any length and having a, you know short sighted goal saying that i want to pick and choose and say i want to be a t20 cricketer i want to play franchise cricket no it's not going to take you anywhere hone the skill in the way you do the best thing is work yourself with short term goals enjoy what you are doing go with a purpose and passion practice hard practice perfect in nets that is going to take you to the next level everybody when they walk into an academy at the age of 7 cannot dream of playing for india immediately the next day it's not modern day world wherein you break the maggi into pieces and put it into water in 2 minutes you get the maggi noodles cricket is a game where you need continual practice continual hard work commitment dedication that is going to take you to the next level pursue your passion that is what i would like to tell cricketers coming to aspiring umpires yes i would not like to disclose the sort of numbers you can make through umpiring today yes of course if you can become a top flight bcci umpire today it can really take care of you well it is as good as a job that you can hold in an mnc or an it but for that again as i said just don't look at the sort of money you are going to look at that's not going to drive and take you anywhere it's again about the interest you have the commitment and the passion in fact uh, i want to make a quote uh, one of india's finest why india's finest the world's finest umpires mr swinkatrajan who was the first international umpire who stood in so many test matches for in, from india he said the best place in a cricket ground you can get is as an umpire stand 22 yards across the pitch you can watch the best of batsmen and best of bowlers in action and you get paid for it what else do you want in life so i would say if you want to have the best seat in the ground to watch cricket you need to have the drive and passion in you and as i said you can still make it like your career in future also that is what i would like to tell the aspiring youngsters very nice 
that was a wonderful message uh, vishwanath and now uh, we are going through tough times especially due to the uh, corona epidemic we are all under lockdown uh, what message uh, have you to give to the people uh, in this uh, dark phase well i am not uh, such a big celebrity to make a statement as such the very simple thing is uh, we've got the head of our nation mr narendra modi if he is planning out and sending some messages and saying that this is what we need to follow we are all responsible citizens of the society and this country i think we just need to follow what is the dictum that has been given from the center end of the day as a society as a nation as a world if we need to coexist and live healthily we need to be safe try and devise new methods engage ourselves responsibly to spend more time at home with family and with our close ones so that this pandemic doesn't spread from here on so the least i can say is follow the dictum from the center all of you stay safe and stay healthy that's it that was a wonderful message uh, mr shashinath the, the reason why i am doing a podcast every day is to engage the people who are under lockdown you know the millions of millions of uh, cricket fans uh, who are on the social media the internet uh, to to let them listen to all these podcasts and be wise people like you who have experienced cricket at the highest level come out and talk about your experiences and that was a real good message uh, to send across um thank you for your time uh, mr shrina thank you for speaking to winning edge talks uh, we are most obliged uh, uh, by your gracious uh, presence in this occasion talking to us thank you very much vishwanath uh, it's been a pleasure wonderful speaking to you uh, i wish you the very best uh, in all your endeavors in the future i hope uh, you engage a lot of uh, sports people uh, fans across the world on your uh, podcast shows i i wish you the very best uh, thank you very much it's been thank a pleasure thank you very much thank you very much that was a conversation with mr k srinath international cricket empire